Take your Bible, if you would please, today to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. I am glad to, to be here after all these many years. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to retire me or what. They're making so much fuss over next week about me being here 30 years. I wish this was the original idea, but it really isn't. But uh, I wonder how many of us actually and really realize what Memorial Weekend is all about. You know, uh, and so I, I, I copied some questions. I want to give you a quiz today and, and see if you see just how acquainted you are with this holiday. And uh, the first question I would ask you is uh, uh, Memorial Day is for A, picnics and barbecue, B, NASCAR racing, C, the official start of summer fun. I know you already forgot A, right? <laughs> D, going to the beach. E, shopping because there's some awesome deals. F, remembering and honoring the brave men and women who gave their lives serving our country. Well, you're right. F is the right answer. I like multiple choice on tests, don't you? Because your guess is as good as the teacher's, right? Question two. First known as Decoration Day, Memorial Day originated after which war to commemorate the fallen soldiers? The American Revolutionary War, A, B, American Civil War, C, Korean War, D, World War One, E, World War Two, B, the Civil War. Your guess is good as mine. It's B, the Civil War. And did you know the ladies who uh, encouraged with all their heart to decorate the graves on uh, Memorial Day were told by the folks who were in charge that they could only decorate the Union soldiers' graves and not the Confederates. And the Confederate soldiers' graves were in another area in the National Cemetery. And so Garfield, our future president, was a Christian, and he spoke at the inauguration of that day. And they decorated only the Union soldiers' graves. After they left, there was a sudden wind come up and blew most of the flowers to the southern side. And folk back in those days believed that God was real, so they thought that was a sign from God they ought to decorate all the graves. So now they decorate all the graves. Now let me give you the final test. How should the American flag be properly displayed on Memorial Day? A, at half mask. B, 
half mass until noon and full mass the rest of the day. A full mass until noon and half mass the rest of the day or full mass all day. B, half mass, half day, full mass the rest of the day. I did not know that. I'm glad I passed your church where everybody knew that. <laughs> and in researching and trying to find out why they decided to do it that way, the best explanation that I can Google. I know you want me to go to the library and spend hours searching through the books trying to find the reason why Memorial Day, the American flag, is flown half-mast and at noon it is raised to full-mast. Half-mast position remembers the more than one million service men and women who have given the ultimate for our freedom and our liberty and half mass commemorates those who have died serving our great country. At noon it has risen to commemorate and resolve to we who are alive and those veterans who are alive will not have let those who died in vain that we will continue the fight for freedom and liberty and justice for all. We gain courage and resolution by realizing and remembering the sacrifices of those who have died for us So Memorial Day is a day of remembrance. And we all have a good forgetter. I was pulling out of my driveway yesterday. Now I've only lived there 35 years or longer. A fellow was delivering lumber. And he was lost. I pull up the drive and say, sir, may I help you? He said, yes, what's the name of this street? I said, why don't you ask me something easy? (laughs) And so help me. I sat there with my bare face hanging out, could not even think of the name of the street. I said, I can tell you one thing. See on that mailbox, it says 5813. You say, preacher, you're losing it. No, I lost it. We all have a good forgetter. And that's why maybe the writer of the Hebrews penned this for us. Watch this. I read for you Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 39. Remembering those 
And these all, speaking of all the folks in chapter 11, the Hebrew, the heroes of faith, all of these, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided something better, some better thing for us, that they, without us, should not be made perfect. Wherefore, seeing also we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. There's a lot of truth in this next little verse. You have not yet resisted under blood striving against sin. The Hebrew writer is writing to Hebrew Christians who's having a very difficult and trying time. Temptation to leave the cross of Christ and slip back into Judaism because of persecution and misunderstandings and issues that have come up in their life. And here the Hebrew writer commemorates all of these great saints, soldiers for Christ, if you please, who's given the ultimate, their life for the cause of Christ. I have not heard lately, but I was reading recently a song written by Steve Green. He puts it this way. Listen, if you would please. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of their devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe, and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. What are we doing to encourage those who's coming behind us to be faithful? Parents, what are you doing to help your children become faithful? Not to Sunday school and church, but to the Savior. Uh, Not just to a series of meetings, but the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible, the Word of God, morality, uh, and uh, sanctity. What are we doing? I hope to God that those who come behind us 
will find us faithful. I think God realized and knows how forgetful we really are. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 8, God tells the children of Israel, and I read for you in verse number 18. But the Bible says, And thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And then he says, And it shall be if thou do and all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. God knew the temptation of all of us, and especially the nation of Israel, to forget his goodness. He realized that with all of his heart, and he warned the nation of Israel about that. And it wasn't but just a few, few days, till maybe months, they arrived at a place called Sinai. And it wasn't just a few hours after they arrived at Sinai. Aaron was shaping and molding a golden calf. It wasn't just a few, few years maybe that this same crowd that witnessed the blessings and the miracles of God was dancing around naked around this golden calf crying, this is the God that brought us out of Israel. Well, that'll never happen to America, you say. Our president said this country is no longer a Christian nation. Our president said that, said that this nation is now a conglomeration of other religions, Muslim and Hindu and uh, Jews, and never mentioned Christians. I wonder if maybe we need some remembering, some reminding, bless your heart, and it was not too long after that till we run into the book of 2 Samuel and they're recalling God's telling the nation of Israel these things and the Bible says and they forgot the Lord their God. I wonder how many of us will leave today and not give God another thought until next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. I wonder how many of us will make purchases this week that will throw us into a credit dilemma all because we forgot to ask God. And then blame the preacher for having stewardship meetings for us being broke. Hello. You see, there's always a price when we forget. When we forget, we repeat the same stupid mistakes. Amen? Have you fellas ever made the same mistake with your wife and she threw the dinner out the back door? Fed it to the cats. I will never go into debt again. We make the same mistakes over and over when we forget. 
When we forget, we turn the wrong places for answers. Doctor doubt it and doctor ain't never done it and doctor hadn't been where you've been and doctor who's broke is advising you how to become wealthy. When we forget, we also seek solutions in places and from programs and people instead of God. Our first call ought to be to heaven. Amen. Our first call ought to be on our knees. Our, our first dilemma. If you get sick, the first thing you ought to do is pray, not try insurance out. If you get broke, the first thing you do, call Jesus, not Gene. Uh, we begin to look for other other solutions. When we forget, we become comfortable and selfish. When we forget, we become greedy and demanding. When we forget, we become hateful and not loving. We all have a good forgetter, do we not? Two elderly ladies had been friends for 30 years or more. They saw whenever each other just about every week of their life. They played games together. They played cards together. And one week as they were playing gin rummy, one of the ladies looked at the other lady and said, Now, I do not want to make you mad or anger you at all. But I have forgot what your name is. Would you tell me what your name is? And the lady stood there and just glared at her. For minutes, just glared at her. And then she said, how soon do you need to know? <laughs> you get that, did you, son? Everybody, from time to time, forgets. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Who forgets? I've got a pill tray full of medicine. I don't take it. I just make my wife think that I do. And sometimes, as recent as this morning, I think I took some of it twice. You say, how do you know that? Because some things ain't working. I'm glad I'm not the only one who forgets. These are some things that folks often forget. And I'm glad that it's not mine. It's a researcher at John Hopkins University says that 83% of us forgets names. Where something has been put so that you won't forget where you put it, 60% of folk forget that. Telephone numbers, 57%. I bet it's higher than that since you got it in your cell phone. I think I know my home phone. 
Anybody forget birthdays? I just wonder, maybe we need Memorial Day and Memorial Days to remind us, bless your heart. That's why throughout the Bible, God uses feasts and festivals and temples and altars and stones and even taken communion and even rainbows to remind us to keep us sharp to keep us aware that God is God and oh how we need to be reminded bless your heart Psalms 71 and verse number 17 please look at that with me for just a minute Psalm 71 and verse 17. Watch what the Lord says. The Bible says, O God, Thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared Thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, Forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Oh, dear God, I hope those who come after me find me If James can write on my tombstone, he was faithful. If my kids can walk by my tombstone and say, he was faithful. Today, we commemorate and honor those who have been faithful. Who've been faithful not with their money, but with their life the million plus individuals that have laid down their lives. Today, I'd like to speak to you. Number one, we need to remember the fallen. The flag needs to be at half mass. There needs to be a reference. There needs to be an appreciation. There needs to be some gratitude. There needs to be some honor for those who have paid the ultimate price. From San Juan to Afghanistan. From Vietnam to Korea. From Iraq and all the way back, God bless those who have made it so that I might preach the gospel and cross state lines without passports and stand in the pulpit and exercise my freedom of speech and worship my God according to the dictates 
of my heart and the leaning of the Holy Spirit in my life. God bless those who have died that I might be free. And the Hebrew writer realized the importance of the fallen. Look back with me, if you would please, in Hebrews chapter 11. And listen to he, as he commemorates and as he honors those. He mentions their names. He talks about Abel. He remembers Enoch. Chapter 11 and verse 7, he mentions Noah. Notice he mentioned Abraham and Sarah in verses 8 through the following. Isaac and Jacob in verse 20. Verse 22, Joseph. And on and on, Moses and his parents. There's nothing wrong with remembering those who have paid the price. Notice, if you would please, the book of Hebrews chapter 11 is not talking about people who sprinted for a hundred yards and then quit. This is a marathon. Uh, You get in not to get out. You get in to finish the race. And it's not so important who's first. What's important is who's finishing. And notice, if you would please, he mentions all of those and then he gets down to verse number 32 and watch this. And what shall I say? What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth and David and Samuel the prophet who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of Weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And verse 39, and these, these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. The Hebrew writer then goes over to chapter 12 and verse 1, seeing that we accomplished about with people like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and all of these others. Seeing we are encompassed about with all of this great cloud of witnesses, he said, I sure hope they find me faithful in the light of what's gone on. We need to remember, we need to reverence those who's died in our place. Amen. Next week, we'll be celebrating 30 years of ministry in this place. Now I have nothing to do with honoring a preacher. Nada. 
In fact, I'd, I'd rather kiss a bobcat right in the left ear than have to sit up here and listen to somebody. We're taking an offering for the preacher. I don't need an offering. I got more money than Donald Trump. I got more money reported than Donald Trump. <laughs> it's embarrassing to me. Above measure, if you take an offering from me. All of that is for something else and somebody else. Because I want you to know I am not the one. If there's any success in this place, it's not because of me. Most of the decisions I made have been dumb and God turned them into good. The property that you're sitting on, I did not buy to build a building. I didn't buy it to build a building on it. In fact, I got chewed out more times than you can ever imagine for buying the property you're sitting on. My wife prayed that I would not buy and make this stupid deal. And she's repented since then. And I remind her regularly how smart I was. And how wives ought to keep shut around the house. (laughs) I bought this property to help a church member pay his taxes. That's it. We paid him $17,500 an acre for the land. And then if we would pay him cash, he would give us an extra acre next door, free if we'd pay him for the cash. So I went to the bank and got the money and paid him. We leased the property for gas rights for 25000 an acre. Hope them guys in heaven that cussed me up for buying it was listening to that deal. And I get to heaven, I'm going to spend a little time in the apology pen with them guys for getting on me for buying the property. Most of the decisions that's been made by me was dumb decisions that God turned around and made it look good. So if anybody needs praise and honor and glory, it's him and not me. Okay? And I'm not the one. I think this morning our flag needs to be at half mast for some of those champions that have sacrificed and got us to where we are today that are not here today and won't be here next week 
to enjoy the celebration of 30 years. I'll not mention names because I'll forget some and somebody will be offended. But if some of those who's coming along behind us don't find us faithful, neither will they be faithful. And the future of our church is dependent not on me, but on those who's coming behind. And they need somebody to show them how to be faithful. Faithful even unto death. There are just some things that's not going to transpire around here as long as this old man's alive. Somebody needs to stand up and be counted. Sure, the flag needs to be at half mass this morning. If you think about the sacrifices over the years. Man, we started with nothing. My wife and I hauled firewood from down in the country every day with Mandy, little bitty baby. And we'd load the firewood, put it in the trailer, bring it to the Metroplex and sell it and put the money in the church so that we could pay what need be done and pay the missionaries. And I'd go out and preach a revival meeting and bring the money back and put in the church. But I'm not the only one. I've witnessed men who could not walk crawling around on their hands and knees picking up scraps as we built buildings. Crawling on their side and picking up scrap and putting a wheelbarrow because they love this church. The flag needs to be at half mass for those who have dug deep in their pockets and bought land and bought buses and paid the price. We didn't get where we are without folks willing to give their all. And we'll never get to where God wants us without some of you young whippersnappers, some of you millennium, who thinks everybody owes you something, that you lay your shoulder and back to the task of winning people to Jesus Christ and being bold as a lion and a heart big as a watermelon and a backbone like a railroad tie for the cause of Christ. Oh, how we need those kind of folks. And the flag does not need to stay at half mask. It needs to be lifted high and swiftly, if you please. Saying to those who's paid the price till now, they did not pay it in vain. That we will stand. We will fight. We will preach. We will pray. We will be soul winning. We'll support missions. We'll build schools and we'll build homes and we'll hire staff and we'll keep on keeping on till Jesus come because those who paid the price until now did not pay it in vain.
If this church ever comes close to a contemporary church, I promise you I'll get out of my grave, come back and haunt this church and you until you're miserable. You ever start using another kind of Bible all because you're just smarter than everybody else. So help me, I hope God spits in your post-toasties the next morning. Amen. God bless you. We need to remember the fallen. Can anybody say amen? Remember the fallen. I could tell you stories about men who's gone on to be with the Lord that embarrass you. Good men. Not perfect men, good men. Not perfect, forgiven men. Not geniuses, just ordinary men. Like Moses. Like Joshua. Like Abel. Just ordinary men who trusted God to do something extraordinary with their lives. Amen. My daddy said, you don't need brains if you can buy them. I don't know why I hired him. (laughs) Surround yourself with people who knows where they're going and how they're going to get there. Go with them and take the credit. Remember the fallen. Secondly, we need to remember to resolve to be faithful. God can't use anybody who's not faithful. Marriages does not last when folk are not faithful. Businesses go bankrupt because of people who are not faithful. Kids become outlaws and dropouts and losers as a result of parents who will not resolve to be faithful. Do I have an amen? Oh yes, at noon the flag is not left at half mass to dwell on the dead, but is raised to the top, bless your heart, indicating that we resolve not to let those die in vain who's died and served the Lord before us. Norman Gessler was as a child, went to a vacation Bible school because he was invited by a neighbor kid for 400 Sundays. He went back to Sunday school every Sunday. 400 Sundays, a bus worker and a bus driver stopped by his house. And picked him up and brought him to Sunday school. As a senior in high school, on his 400th Sunday, he walked the aisle and got saved. What if that bus driver had stopped 
at 399 Sundays. It is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. You say, preacher, I can't preach, but you can be faithful. Preacher, I can't stand before folk and sing, but you can be faithful. Yes, today we need to remember the fallen. But I think we need to resolute in our lives to be faithful. I close. We need also to reflect on the finisher. Verse 2. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Got it tough today, haven't we? You say our choice of presidents is not too good. I'm not hanging on a cross. I'm not trying to pay for my own sins. I'm not paying penance, no, sir. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured uh, endured the contradiction of sinners, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, you say, me and my wife are arguing. Well, just think how good it'll be when you make up. Every once in a while, I just initiate an argument around my house. Because it's so much fun making it. She's always saying, honey, I'm sorry. I know you are. But everybody can't be perfect like me. Don't get you in trouble. For consider him. When it gets so tough you can't go on, consider him. When you think it's too much to make three services a week, consider him. Uh, Whenever you are so broke you can't afford to pay attention, consider him who gave up all that heaven had to offer to endure all that hell had to offer. Consider him. I think we need to be reminded occasionally. I think Memorial Day is a good day. A good day to remember the fallen. A good day to resolve that with the help of God, we're going to be faithful come hell or high water. And when things get tough, and they will, especially if you've got teenagers, Consider him. Have you considered lately the Lord Jesus? Have you you, uh, reflected on what he claims? Have you thought about his person lately? Did you know he claimed to be the bread of life? For every hungry, starving, 
spiritual soul in all this world who has that void, that vacant place in the soul that only God can fill to that hungry soul that's reaching for drugs and entertainment and athletics and hobbies and everybody that's hungry. Jesus said, come unto me, for I am the bread of life. He even claimed to be uh, the door. Why? He said, all you sheep don't know where to go. I am the good shepherd. You folks who stumbling in darkness, reaching for alcohol and drugs and relationships and all of that. He said, I am the light of the world. <laughs> Have you considered his claims lately? All of you that's sure as the world die and look at you. You got wrinkles all over your face and you can't hardly walk and your legs is hurting and everything gone, including your mind. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. <laughs> Can you say amen? Have you considered lately in your displeasure? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I and the Father are one, and before Abraham was, I am. Have you considered him lately? Why? Have you considered his power? By him all things were created, and by him all things consist. He's holding the world in his hands. This great, big, wonderful world is in his hands. Not one thing in this world will surprise him today, tomorrow, or the rest of the time. Have you considered lately that he did not die at the hands of the Roman soldiers or the Jewish potentate? He said, no man taketh it from me. I lay it down of myself. (laughs) I have power to lay it down (laughs) and I have power to raise it up. Yes, the flag may be at half staff until noon, but at noon it rose from the grave. Yes, hallelujah, bless God. We need memorial days to remind us of the fallen, of our commitment, and of our Savior. Have you considered lately as I close his promises? Come unto me, all that ye who started television and commercials. It don't do any good to have a program blocked out anymore if you got any commercials on. Amen. I, I'm, I'm getting almost fast enough on the draw to change a commercial. Oh, some of you religious nuts need to loosen up and say amen, preacher. Huh? And good girls are wearing white hats. That's all they are wearing. Three and I ain't driving a Dodge.
Have you considered lately? He said, all ye that labor. Consider that. Before you take the next volume. Before you pop the next pill. Before you go into debt trying to get some rest and peace. Come unto me, all ye labor and heavy laden, and I will what? Give you rest. Have you considered lately that sin that nags you and trails you like an old coon dog on his track, barking and reminding you of the sin that so easily besets you? Have you considered lately? He said, I am the Son of Man and I have power to forgive sin. Forgive them and forget them. I close. Have you considered lately? And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. For my Father which gave them to me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. We need to remember the fallen. Resolve to be faithful. And reflect on the faithful Savior.